Hi, welcome to the Baby Sleep Magic Podcast. My name is Chantel, and today's episode is actually an audio of a recent video that I did on how to get your baby to take longer naps, which is one of the most talked about topics out there with parents with babies. So if you do get any value out of this podcast, please feel free to share it with any other mums, friends that you have, and thanks again for listening. Hey guys, this week's video, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to get your baby to take longer naps. Now, this is by far one of the most asked questions I get by anyone, whether it's DMs, social media, emails, my own clients, how to get your baby to take longer naps. Now, this video in particular, it's going to be touching on if your baby is already capable of self-soothing and falling asleep independently. So if that is you, if you've got a baby that does that but still doesn't sleep very long, that's what I'm going to go through now on how to try and improve that and make some changes. So first of all, what we need to look at is we need to cross our T's and dot our I's to ensure that everything is in place for when your baby goes to sleep. So that includes, and I call it like the puzzle. Once we get all the pieces in place, it just works. Room environment is one, making sure we've got a dark room. Dark room is really, really important. Babies at this age, under the age of two, two and a half, they're not afraid of the dark. So having dark door closed, dark room, no night lights is key. White noise is also really important because it drowns out external noises. And that's one thing we need to achieve a long nap because if they wake up mid-nap 40 minutes in and they can hear things and they they get FOMO they don't want to miss out they want to wake up and they want to go where mum and dad is where they can hear them and they're not going to go back to sleep white noise is really important um making sure they're obviously not too hot as well when they're going to sleep so dressing them appropriately having the room at a certain temperature look anywhere between 19 to 22 degrees is ideal room temperature and that's the Australian standard and obviously following their wake window. So depending on your baby's age, making sure you're not popping them down too early because they won't sleep, they'll protest. You don't want to pop them down too late because they're going to be overtired and you're going to need to do a lot of the work for them. So there is an optimal a, a optimal wake window to follow depending on your child's age. And there's like a sweet spot that you need to try and get right because that is going to be your best chance of a good nap and a long nap. The other most important thing is um, anyone who's either knows me or followed me for a long time is food and calories. You cannot pop your baby down for a nap and hope them to do a good nap if they're not full and satisfied. So whether they're on solids or not is irrelevant. We just need to ensure that they're full and content before they go down for a nap. So if they are purely on milk and you're feeding around the clock during the day, you may just want to ensure that they've got having a bit of a top up. Doesn't necessarily need to be a full feed, but a top up 15, 20 minutes before going down for their nap, just to ensure that they're capable of sleeping that long period of time you know, if we want them to sleep over an hour or so. Um, but then most important to all of this, and this is what's going to create you a good nap, is activity, stimulant activity time when they're awake. So when they're awake for that hour or an hour and a half or two hours or three hours, depending on their age, they need to be active in that time. And that is what's going to create the good nap. We can't expect them to sit with us on our hip and, you know, at a coffee shop and then be with you just sitting on the hip and then put them down and they smash out a two hour nap. That's very, very unlikely. But when you've taken them to swimming lessons, for instance, and they're kicking and they're moving and they're grabbing and they're pulling, they come back and most cases, if you know if you tie everything lined up, they'll give you a really good nap because they're just exhausted. And that's what we need them to do. In that wake window that you've got, you need to get them busy and active as much as possible. Now, I totally understand that that is near on impossible every single wake window. It's just not realistic to be able to achieve that every single wake window. And I get that. I've got two boys 14 months apart. You can't, you can't do that every time. But as long as you're mindful of it, as long as you understand the principle that 
they've got to be active and busy to create a good nap that in itself is just going to help you know and bubbers younger bubbers in particular they get bored easy and their wake windows you know only very short between an hour and a half ish if we're talking around four months of age at this point um every 15 20 minutes if you're lucky they get bored and you can sometimes miscue that with you know hunger cues or tired cues and it's neither of those things they're just bored they just need a new environment and they don't necessarily need to be taken out and do anything fancy you just might need to take their play mat into a different room so now they're not looking at that wall or that picture they're looking at that fan and that color and that in itself believe it or not is enough for them to and it just fills their brain up you know and that's what we need them to do we need to basically fill that basket up so when they go to sleep they sleep it off and that's the thing if they're not active enough in that wake window they're likely to go down reasonably well this is the thing if they can self-soothe and put themselves to sleep that's usually not the problem they go to sleep fairly well but then they'll only give you catnaps because they're just not exhausted enough you know just like us we have a huge day at work or we have go for a, go to the gym go for a workout run a marathon whatever it might be that night we sleep really well when exhausted we sleep we sleep well but if you're at home and you're just watching netflix all day that night you're going to toss and turn because you just haven't got it out of your system and haven't been able to create a good sleep environment for that so that's kind of my rant on um, how to create a good nap and then most important as well if you've got all that happening and everything's lining up and they're still only doing 20 30 45 minutes then the best thing to do when they do wake early or premature from a nap is to stall. Don't run into them immediately. You know, this is the thing. We need to change their expectations on waking prematurely from a nap. So if they do wake early and they expect mom or dad or whoever to come in, they're going to continue to wake prematurely from a nap to get that response. So what we need to do is once you have got, like I said, all your T's dotted, crossed and your I's dotted, everything's in place, and if they wake up prematurely, we know the room's dark, the white nose is on, they've got their little comforter, your timings are good, their tummy's full, and if they don't see mum or dad, then the chances of them going back to sleep is high. Now, this might not happen day one, day two, day four, day six, but with that approach and with that method and that technique, they will eventually learn to either wake up, play with their little comforter for a little bit, rumble around and go back to sleep, or they'll eventually learn not to even wake up for that bit at all and they'll just keep sleeping because there's no response worth waking for. They're not getting anything out of it. And especially, even if they have a bit of a cry, my biggest tip here is to set your timer. Um, and of course, this depends on the age of the child, but you know, four months, five months, six months, if the younger, you might only want to stall. And once they're crying, not just waking up having a whinge and grizzle, once they've started to escalate and they've stepped it up and they're crying, at that point, you might want to set your timer for you know, five minutes if they're younger and then assess it after five minutes. If after five minutes they've calmed down and they're just having a bit of a wind grizzle and babble and play, leave them even longer. The longer you can leave them in that room, the better because at the end of the day, they're still resting. You know, they're in their dark room. They're not interacting. They're not stimulated. We can't force them to close their eyelids and go to sleep. We can't do that. But once they're in that room, we can insist on some downtime and some rest time. And that still helps come the end of the day. And again, that would then start to change their expectations when it comes to sleep and nap. So look, I hope these tips help. For more info though on cat naps, schedules, sleep guide, food guides, I've got all this in, available inside the Baby Sleep Magic app. And there's also the community there as well. So for any questions that you've got, whether it's related to cat naps, food guides, sleep guides, anything like that, you can um, ask those questions in the 
Baby Sleep Magic community and I can answer that for you. So look, I hope this information helps.